What is up guys? It is Quinn here back again with another video. Today I'm going to be going through my top 12 quarterback rankings. In the past two days, I've gone through my top 12 running backs, top 12 wide receivers. So today it's time to go through the quarterbacks. And I think once again, you know, looking back at last year, I feel like there are a lot of very solid fantasy quarterbacks. You know, honestly, so many that I feel like if you're in a 12 team league, every single team in that league can have someone they feel confident starting, you know, on a week to week basis. And I feel like it is the same thing this year, you know, if not even better than last season, because I had a tough time narrowing this down to 12. I'll talk about some guys in the honorable mentions, but I'm guessing, you know, a few of the players who ended up there, you guys probably think are in the top 12 or, you know, are at least in the discussion. So a lot of competition here at the quarterback position. And I do like that because typically I do like to select my quarterbacks later on. So if guys are falling to QB 11, QB 12, I feel like there's going to be some solid value there because they do have the potential to finish as like mid-tier quarterback ones, but they're just going much later because the position is so stacked. And let's just jump right into the quarterback number one. And this is where I'm going to have Josh Allen. For me, I feel like he's pretty locked in here. I don't really see a situation where he falls below this number one spot, you know, unless he gets hurt or Stefan Diggs gets hurt. Outside of those two things, I feel like he's going to be here the entire offseason. He was the quarterback one in points per game last season, averaged 23.7 points per game. That is top, top production at the quarterback position. He has elite passing upside to go along with his elite rushing upside. He rushed for 763 yards and six touchdowns last year. So he has it all, has solid weapons around him. This is going to be a fantastic offense. And that is why he slots in here at number one. Now, moving on to number two, this is where I have Kyler Murray. And similar to Josh Allen, I feel like he has a really solid blend between his passing and rushing production. He finishes the quarterback four in points per game last year. And I think this offense has really just improved around him this offseason. Really, the one negative here is DeAndre Hopkins' suspension. Obviously, it's not going to be ideal for him to lose his wide receiver one, you know, for a decent chunk of the season. But they went out this offseason, they added Marquise Brown, they drafted Trey McBride, so they're continuing to build around him. They brought back Zach Ertz, so he's going to have a lot of really solid weapons, especially when they're at 100% when DeAndre Hopkins is back. And once Kyler Murray, you know, like officially commits to returning to the Cardinals, there's been some rumors about him wanting trades, you know, maybe he gets an extension, but when he, you know, decides to come back to them, he'll be locked in as a high-end quarterback one heading into the 2022 season. And then here at number three, continuing the trend here with mobile quarterbacks, this is where I have Lamar Jackson. And if we're looking at every single quarterback for fantasy football, I don't think there is a QB who has a higher ceiling than that of Lamar Jackson. He may have a slightly lower floor than some of the players ranked ahead of him or even below him, but I just think that crazy ceiling makes up for it because he can be a league winner if he dominates just like he did in 2019, where he averaged 27.7 points per game. That is wild, especially at the quarterback position. And then, you know, the last two seasons, not as crazy, 22.2 points per game, then 20 points per game. Those are still very solid seasons, but not the elite, you know, quarterback one numbers that we were kind of expecting. I do think heading into 2022, the Ravens are going to shift back more into a super run-heavy approach. We saw them throw the ball significantly more than they had in previous years in 2021, but a lot of that was just due to injuries to their running backs, J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards, 
Both were out for the entire season. But looking at their offense now, heading into 2022, they've lost Marquise Brown, haven't really brought in any suitable replacements. So I think they're going to roll with Rashad Bateman as number one. Mark Andrews, as you know, a top tight end. And then they're going to run the ball. Lamar's going to rack up those rushing stats. And he is once again going to be a top tier fantasy quarterback. Now shifting over to number four, this is where I have Justin Herbert. And the reason why he is going to slot below guys like Kyler and Lamar Jackson is he just doesn't have that elite rushing upside that those players do possess. He has the top tier passing upside, and he does give you some work on the ground, 300 rushing yards and three rushing touchdowns last year. But he just doesn't have that, you know, 25 point per game ceiling that I think some of the players ahead of him can get to. But looking at his offense in 2022, this is a very similar unit to what he had last year. Should be very explosive once again. And so Herbert is going to be a locked in, you know, strong mid to high end quarterback one option for fantasy football. At number five, this is where I'm going to go with the old man, Tom Brady, going into his age 45 season. He may not have the crazy ceiling of the players ahead of him because as everyone knows, he's not going to be a super mobile guy. He'll maybe rush for 50 yards in a season, but he has a very, very safe floor. And just looking at this Bucks offense, they have the highest passing volume in the entire NFL. The Bucks averaged 43.4 pass attempts per game last year. That was actually 3.4 passes per game higher than the second, you know, highest passing volume team. So they were well ahead of the pack there, and it showed Brady led the NFL in both passing yards and passing touchdowns last year. Their weapons are once again going to be stacked. You have Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. They signed Russell Gage. Gronk's status is still up in the air. I think I talked about this in maybe yesterday's wide receiver video. If I had to make a prediction, I do think he returns, but we just don't know. And then the running backs, you've got Leonard Fournette, who was very solid last year. And then they drafted Rashad White who I think can be a solid receiving back. So he really does have a stacked core once again. And I just think he is going to ball out as he's done his entire career. Now at number six, I have Patrick Mahomes. And I'm probably not going to have many shares of him this year because I don't think he is going to fall to the QB6. I still see him ranked as like QB2, QB3, which I just think is too high because he is an elite quarterback, but he just does not have an elite supporting cast. The Chiefs have brought in guys like Sky Moore, Juju Smith-Schuster, MVS, but none of those guys are going to replace what Tyreek Hill did in that offense. So Kelsey's still there, but I just don't know if this supporting cast is going to you know, propel Patrick Mahomes to a high-end quarterback one finish because he's kind of in that same tier with Justin Herbert in terms of rushing production where he can get you know, 300-plus yards, a few touchdowns, but it is not going to carry you know, his fantasy points. So that's kind of where I'm at here with Patrick Mahomes. And then at number seven, this may be a surprise for some people. Some people may think, you know, he does deserve to be here. But at number seven, I have Jalen Hurts. And if he can maintain, you know, the starting role for the entire season, I honestly don't see how he finishes lower than like a mid-tier quarterback one. Just looking back at last season, he was the quarterback six in points per game. And that was with a brutal supporting cast. And honestly, I don't even think he played that well. That really is just how important the rushing production is at the quarterback position. The Eagles went out and added A.J. Brown. Jalen Hurts, you know, has a full year of starter experience, you know, under his belt. So he's going into year two, should be improved at least a little bit. 
We know he has that elite rushing upside, rushed for 784 yards and 10 touchdowns in just 15 games. Like he is up there with Lamar Jackson levels on the ground, and that is great to see for fantasy football. Now shifting over to number eight, this is where I have Russell Wilson. I do think I actually moved him up a few spots from the last time I did these rankings, but honestly, at this point, number eight kind of on. I feel like a lot of these players are very interchangeable, and I wouldn't really you know, have a strong argument if you had Russ below a few of these guys. Maybe you've got Burrow, Stafford, Dak ahead of him. They're very, very close together. And just looking you know, at Russell Wilson on the Broncos, I kind of feel like people are acting like this is some amazing landing spot for him. I think it's solid. I feel like the Broncos' overall weapons have been oversold, especially for fantasy football. People are talking about Jerry Judy as like a back-end wide receiver too, when really he hasn't done much in the NFL. Don't get me wrong, I think Sutton, Judy, and Tim Patrick are all very, very solid weapons, but it's not even comparable to what Russell Wilson had with DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. But what I think Russ will be able to thrive with this year is that looking back in the past four seasons for the Seahawks, last four seasons, the Seahawks have finished in the bottom half of pass attempts per game. They have one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, and they were really just not letting him loose. I think the Broncos are going to let Russell Wilson sling it, and so he may not have the rushing production that he had early on in his career, but I think that passing volume can kind of propel him to a solid you know, mid-tier quarterback one finish. I think I already mentioned this player, but here at number nine, this is where I have Joe Burrow. He finished as the quarterback 10 in points per game last year. So you could argue, you know, me projecting him to only finish one spot higher is not great. He could be higher, totally fair. Like I mentioned with Russ, these guys are very, very close. And this Bengals offense is only improving. I feel like I've talked about this in every video because I like Mixon. I like Jamar Chase. You know, T. Higgins is a borderline wide receiver one. So I just think this Bengals offense is going to be fantastic. All those players have another year of NFL experience. And the one big weakness in that overall offense was the offensive line. Burrow was getting lit up, sacked a ton, which obviously doesn't show up for fantasy, but you've got, you know, increased injury risk. He's not having a ton of time to get the ball out. All that stuff is going to negatively affect him in the short and long term. But they went out this offseason, totally revamped that offensive line. So I think he's a very solid, you know, high floor pick because he's not going to have crazy rushing production, but you know exactly what you're going to be getting out of him as a passer. And he has these solid weapons around him to complement his arm. At number 10, this is where I have Matthew Stafford. And I think him and Burrow are very, very close. They were back-to-back in their finishes. You know, Matthew Stafford was the quarterback 11 in points per game. His wide receiver core is going to be a little bit different. No more Robert Woods. You've got Allen Robinson coming in. Cooper Cup is obviously going to continue to be an absolute stud there. Maybe they bring back OBJ. Maybe they don't. Either way, I think those two, you know, are more than suitable. Plus, OBJ would be coming back very late in the season. But I actually, you know, think Matthew Stafford could take a little bit of a jump from his 2021 season just because, you know, it's tough to go to a brand new team and, you know, fully ball out that first year. He played very well, but I do think we could see a Brady-esque jump. You know, Brady was very solid in his first year with the Buccaneers, but there was just some things they had to kind of iron out. He had a few brutal games. I feel like the same thing could happen here with Matthew Stafford. So I would not be surprised if he took a little bit of a leap from his 2021 season. And then we're getting very close to the end here. 
At number 11, I have Trey Lance. And I feel kind of similar about Trey Lance with what I felt about Jalen Hurts last offseason. I feel like Trey Lance just has a very wide range of outcomes. We know his ceiling is crazy high because he is a fantastic rusher. And then he also has elite weapons around him. You got Debo Samuel, George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, fantastic coaches. They're going to set him up for success. Some of the red flags are that Jimmy G is still lurking on that roster. I'm not overly concerned. I feel like some of you have maybe seen the reports, you know, internally, they don't really trust Trey Lance, kind of, you know, unimpressed with his development heading into year two. I don't really think we can buy into all this stuff. I expect him to be the day one starter, not a hundred percent lock, but I would be surprised if he was not the guy. And if he's just on the field, I think he is going to produce for fantasy football. So he's someone that could actually kind of move up my rankings as we get some more clarity with that quarterback situation. And now to finish up these rankings at number 12, this is where I have Dak Prescott. I think you could probably argue for him as high as like quarterback eight in that Stafford, Burrow, Lance range. He did average 20 points per game last season. He has a pretty high floor. I don't think he has a crazy ceiling. Wasn't super, super mobile coming back from that uh, brutal ankle injury. But just looking at this Cowboys offense, where I think guys like Burrow and Stafford are taking steps forward in their offense, I feel like the Cowboys offense kind of regressed. The offensive line lost a few pieces. They did address it in the draft, but I still think it's a net loss for that unit. Plus, Dak Prescott lost Amari Cooper to the Browns, so that is a pretty solid deal there. I have no doubt that Prescott is going to be very solid, but I do think he's probably going to be picked more in that like QB8, QB9 range. So if I'm selecting a late round quarterback, just give me whatever these guys kind of falls later on. Because if you're in a 12 team league, players aren't probably going to be doubling up on quarterbacks until, you know, very late in the draft. So I think one of these guys is going to be able to fall to you and you are going to get fantastic value. And then I do just want to talk about two honorable mentions. It's going to be Deshaun Watson and Aaron Rodgers. For Deshaun Watson, if he has no suspension this year, I mean, he would shoot up to like a mid to high end quarterback one. When he is on the field, he absolutely balls out. He was fantastic in his season with the Texans prior, you know, to this last year where he sat out and that was with just no one around him. So he has a much improved unit around him. It really is just going to come down to that suspension because if he's out like six to eight games, that's a pretty big hit to his fantasy stock. And you're just not even going to be drafting him, you know, anywhere close to a top 12 guy. And then Aaron Rodgers, we know he is wildly talented. My problem is I just don't really love the core he has around him. He goes from having Devontae Adams as wide receiver one to now that spot is kind of wide open. Is it Christian Watson? Is it Alan Lazard? I do think LaFleur does a great job of getting, you know, wide receivers touches, manufacturing open space for them. But I just don't know with all these other quarterbacks, like there are no bad quarterbacks in this top 12. I guess maybe you could argue you don't know about Lance, maybe Hurts, but they have that rushing production. When we're talking about the pocket passers, you've got Matthew Stafford, you have Joe Burrow. These are guys who have stacked offenses around them. I just don't think you can say the same about Aaron Rodgers. Maybe they make a few moves prior to the season, and then I'll adjust. But right now, he's going to be on the outside looking in of my top 12. And now let's just quickly run through these rankings one more time. Number one, Josh Allen. Number two, Kyler Murray. Number three, Lamar Jackson. Four, Justin Herbert. 
five Tom Brady, six Patrick Mahomes, seven Jalen Hurts, number eight Russell Wilson, nine Joe Burrow, 10 Matthew Stafford, 11 Trey Lance, and then wrapping it up here at number 12, Dak Prescott. If you guys stayed all the way till the end of this video, thank you so much for the support. If you did enjoy, please do me a huge favor, hit that like button and subscribe to the channel. And then if you haven't seen my uh, other rankings, running backs and wide receivers, go check those out. And then uh, stay on the lookout tomorrow. I'll have my top 12 tight ends. Thank you guys. And I'll see you in the next one.